0: I find myself in times of worry Steph Curry, it comes for me He will be the answer Steph Curry And when the brokenhearted hearted Go out the league They all agree He will be the answer Steph Curry Say of three three, he will be the answer, Sam though <laughs> so they all departed.
1: Welcome to the WNBA podcast. Today is the 18th of June in New Zealand, 17th in America. That's reminding me again, Peter. Welcome. Hey, how you doing, Doc? I'm very good. So, just uh this is our post-finals edition. The game six yesterday, where Golden State beat the Cavaliers, um, was yesterday. So, this is our recap edition. So, what do you think of the uh, game six yesterday, Peter?
2: Pretty same stuff. I mean, uh, sad to see it end. It feels a little bit depressing knowing there's not going to be any basketball for, uh, four months. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a good game. It was a great series. Just wish it kind of had gone to seven and, um, LeBron could have done, you know, one more feat of magic. But, Andrew, what did you think?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really good. Going back to a couple of games before when, um, when Golden State made the pretty major adjustment to not really play Bogut at all. I thought that was a pretty bold move from Kerr and got to give him a lot of credit for it, really. I think all the adjustments through the series were really interesting. And, um, yeah, it was actually a really good series, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that
2: adjustment was pretty uh, pretty interesting. I feel like, um, I don't know, if I'm Andrew Bogut, it's one thing to be told, OK, you know, uh, Andre Iguodala's going to take the starting place. You know, you've you kind of seen your minutes, though you get that, you know, it's a small ball series and all that. But then over the last couple of games, watching Festus and I get, uh, get the centre minutes. He had a good game yesterday. He has got it pretty bad. Yeah.
0: What
1: do you think his head's at right like? now? No. Uh, I don't know, just some sort of flame and Drongo drunk mess, post-finals. Um He's <laughs> got to be just hammered and belligerent, I'm saying, and uh just throwing and, out... And I was it over there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> And I imagine, uh, it was whenever, whenever I see Moscow, I picture him being a huge, giant, belligerent Russian drunk, just drinking straight vodka from a bottle. He still probably drinks $10 vodka, I think. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it, was uh, it was, it was interesting. It was really interesting series. And that, that, I've started in five, I was actually thinking, um, for future rounds or for any other team, like what team, even though their tallest player was six foot seven, what team do you think would, they'd have to change, um, that starting five for? Like, even playing Memphis, they kind of played really small. They did have Boga on Tony Allen. That was probably a bit of an advantage because he doesn't have to go out a perimeter player. But that starting five, right. that tiny starting five they had, like, who do you think that would be weak against? Maybe do you think that might be one of the starters, uh, one of the strongest starting fives in the league? You'd have to think so. Um well, who would it be? Like I would,
2: is it, I would, like, I would think someone like San Antonio might be able to hurt them. Yeah, San Antonio yeah. trotting out Tim Duncan, Tiago Splitter, and either of those guys can post you up. And I, I think that really either of those guys would uh be able to hurt whoever's not Draymond Green isn't guarding. So probably Harrison Barnes would have to mark one of those two. And um, I don't know what how well great a job he does. And I would also think maybe Houston too. Yeah. I feel like, um, Draymond Green would really struggle against Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard would probably to get out of him and foul trouble pretty quickly. But, um, I mean, the other side of that is on the offensive side, nobody could hang with that five-man lineup. So you're right. I mean, it's potentially a pretty devastating lineup. But, um, I don't know. What do you think? Is there any chance that Steve Kerr goes for that uh, game one of the next season?
1: Um, I don't know. It's pretty tough not playing when you're. I mean they did it this year with with David Lee, but not playing one of your highest paid players in your starting five with with Boga. I think he's the second highest paid player at the moment in the team. Um I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they do that, but then they're gonna have I think Festus is still on the books and Boga is obviously still on the books, so they'll have two centres on the bench. Um they gotta split the minutes between those two. So I think they'll go back to their original starting lineup and Put Iggy on the bench and just adjust and come playoffs. They've got Steve Kerr's pretty lucky with all the adjustments he can make um, through the series, and with such versatile players like Igudala and Livingston, and there's a lot of players that can really do a lot off their bench. So he's pretty lucky with his versatile team. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what do you think? Did the uh, better team
2: win? Do you think uh, Cleveland ever really had a chance, or was
1: this kind of a four-round conclusion? I think Cleveland played a lot better than I thought they would. I thought. The coaching staff of Cleveland did really well initially, uh, doubling Curry off that pick and roll and just making making it a three-on-two, making uh, Draymond Bogut and Barnes try and beat uh, two defenders and just really forcing it into their hands, which they couldn't do early on. Um, I thought they had a good strategy, and really they just ran out of gas. They got destroyed in all the fourth quarters of the games. And uh, LeBron played good. He didn't play that efficient, but he, he was amazing for them. And, um yeah, I don't expect to see them back um next year. Just a random question actually. Do you think they would have played better this series if they had love and Kyrie? I know it's kind of a strange, you'd just automatically say yes, but their defence would have been a lot worse. Kyrie would have been guarding who knows who. Um I'm not sure how much better they would have been with those two. Maybe just some, some extra depth, that's all. Yeah, I understand what
2: you're saying. I mean obviously it would have completely changed their defence. Um, and, you know, the defense would be nowhere near as a pick, especially with the way Kevin Love is playing defense, I think that's where it would have hurt them the most, having Kevin Love on the floor. Um, you know, I think that essentially
0: the Warriors would have just tried to put Kevin Love in every pick-and-roll situation and just attacked him off the dribble. Yeah. And um, Kevin Love's showing over his career that
2: he can't really handle that. Um, I mean, obviously it would have goosed their offense quite a lot. Um, but you're right. I mean, I would say they'd probably be slightly better. But I think the one big area that would have been a big change uh were they to be around was in those four quarters.
1: As you said, um, you know, first three quarters of all five um all six games, if you look at the net score, they we're pretty even. But the Warriors blew
2: the Cavs off the court in uh fourth quarter in overtime. I think that were Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving they would've really taken a lot of the burden off LeBron earlier in the game, so that LeBron and the Cavs in general were a lot fresher.
1: Well whoa well well, well, well we'll face some um once again back to our technical difficulties. Let's send it away for a break. Here's an ad for the kids. How's the
0: weather?
1: Lanes.
0: How's the weather? Lanes. How's the weather? Lanes. Is today? It's
1: Cheesy it's Yellow it's Spicy. Cheap. Lanes. Eat it with lines, hello? Can't. Coming back from some unfortunate but very very common technical difficulties. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Okay, great great for the kids. I mean,
2: <laughs> frankly, I think weatherlands is a healthy part of anyone's diet. Um. So get the kids into it as early as possible. I say. I mean, enough of this, you know, colourful fruits
1: and vegetables. My food should be yellow, and we're the ones I understand that. So uh, I'm pretty sure they serve underages food. there as well. So get them into the beer early. Get that, uh, really build that resistance in the gut. Yeah. No, great stuff. All right. So um, I wouldn't mind talking about the uh, how Iggy got their MVP yesterday. Did you agree with that, or did you think it should go- went to someone else? Um.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, Probably go to Stikar in there. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think
1: Andre Iguodala, on balance, probably slightly more deserving though. I don't know. Was was he better? I thought Eggy was. I mean, he was he was great and he performed well above expectations. He. The main thing I think was um how amazing he was on defense, and I think that says a lot about LeBron James. The last two finals, both players who have been defending him have won MVP pretty much mostly just because how well they defended him. I know Kawhi had two good games last finals, but mostly it was just how he was playing defense on LeBron. Iggy played amazing defense, especially in this last game six. Um But it's hard not to give it to Curry. I mean, he was the one that created those two-on-ones and three-on-twos. And although he doesn't get, you know, the old hockey assist, they call it, where you you pass to someone and then they pass to someone and get an open basket and make it. Um, he doesn't get any, any stats for that, but he created just so many of those, those situations and having to double team someone like that, it's really tough not to, not to give that person the most valuable player. Um, but yeah, I mean, he didn't, Iggy didn't not deserve it, but looking back, um, maybe 10 years from now, it's going to look pretty strange that he, he did get the award.
2: Yeah, I think you could, I don't know, make the case for either Steph Curry or Iggy. Um, I agree. The offense, audience- you know, Steph Curry is still the basis for everything the Golden State does on offense, and that didn't change in the finals. But uh, I mean, Andre Iguodala was far and away the best defender on LeBron, and having him there and defending LeBron, and making him while well, he got his numbers, he was inefficient doing it, and just doing that was a huge part of their defense. Um, so I can see how uh, Andre Iguodala deserved it as well. The, the thing about though that makes it kind of seem farcical. Because you think about, um, you know, LeBron obviously was talked about as a potential MVP uh, for the finals. And if you were to replace LeBron and Andre Iguodala to switch teams, I mean, it would just be an absolute joke. The, the Warriors <laughs> with LeBron would smoke the Cavs with Iguodala. And I, don't, I think it would be 20, 30 point run right every game.
1: So, so, you're, you saying, so you're saying that you wouldn't have Andre Iguodala um, post a loss saying that he's the best player in the world That if they swap? You wouldn't have that?
2: Uh, I doubt. I doubt he'd be
1: that arrogant. I I don't know if he could claim that. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean,
2: you agree? Do you think uh, LeBron potentially
1: should have won it? I thought until that last game. The last game, he just looked exhausted, and I would say up until about game four, I thought he was going to get it. But the last games, he didn't didn't play as well. Uh, he had a particularly not great game yesterday. I know his stats still look pretty good, but he couldn't hit anything off the shot jump shot his layups weren't going in that's been a bit of a common theme of this this uh finals actually he hasn't been making his layups nearly as much as he used to um so i think i think with it uh, up until game four he would have got it he was amazing but i think he just lost his (laughs) legs whoa somebody
0: just dropped
2: back steps Bomb Up in here. And that bomb for this week's roll! Well, then it two, you just start <laughs> farting into the... yeah, it.
0: Right. Keep
2: going. <laughs> Stevenson shot 17% from three point line last season. What do you think, Tom? Is that three point percentage going to stick around next season? Did the uh, Clippers make a horrible
1: mistake? What are your thoughts? I think, I mean, he's not normally a good three point shooter, but I think it will uh, regress to his mean a little bit. He's, he was mostly just creating his own shot for the Bobcats, and, uh, I think he would get a lot more just wide open shots, um, playing for the Clippers. It was a really interesting move though. I, I mean, he's, he's okay at defense, but they go against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, who's gonna now guard Kevin Durant? Are you gonna put JJ Redick on him to get crushed, or is Stevenson gonna try and guard him? Who's gonna, what are they gonna do there?
2: an interesting question. I mean, I think you're underestimating the importance of blowing in opposition players' <laughs> ears, which is a uh, notorious tactic of Lance Stevenson, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, and, and out of the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> that almost it's really hard. <laughs>
1: Underrated fact. It's really hard to blow in people's ears with that dribbling in them as well. It's a hot yeah, take. It's true. a hot take.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean,
2: I, I think in that situation, Lance Stevenson could guard Durant. I mean, he's not a great defender, as you said, but I'm definitely a fan of, with Durant, forcing him to try and play like a big man, so forcing him to post up, because I don't think that's what he likes, So, So I'd rather stick a smaller offensive player on him. And uh almost what um, the Mavericks did with LeBron in the 2011 Finals. I don't know if you recall, but Jason Kidd was guarding LeBron for a decent section of that series. And Jason Kidd, obviously, a lot smaller than LeBron. But LeBron at that time didn't really like posting up, and he didn't seem comfortable having someone so quick on him. Um, and I, I think that he could work in that situation. But, I mean, frankly, the Clippers had nothing to offer. They had Spencer's Paul, or Spencer Hall's horrible contract for bun, three years, 18 years left on it, and uh, Matthew, Matt Barnes. Not a lot to offer, and uh, they got a potential borderline all-star on it. Um, I don't
1: know, I think it'll help them. Do you think it's going to help them next year? Yeah, I think as well how much it'll help them a lot with their playmaking, specifically when Chris Paul goes off. When he was off in the playoffs, I mean, you would have Blake almost as a ball handler or JJ Reddit running off screens, and I think Lance can fill in and be a backup point guard once Chris Paul goes off, so it'll be interesting to see the rotations, but offensively I think it will, um, you yeah, know, make them a lot more resilient if they get some injuries or when Crystal goes off or anything you know, like that. So I, I think it will, it will help them in the long run. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: I agree. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, that break, breaking, news. Breaking. All right. Uh, yeah, big breaking is coming up. All right. Um, so the 26th of June. The Canterbury Rams will be playing the Wellington Saints at Cal Stadium. Um However, oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. uh Sorry, I didn't actually get to the breaking news. It's twenty-seven dollars, so just don't go. So, um, oh, my God. yeah. So I unfortunately went um about a month back, and it was a big ripoff. So, just to warn, they are playing on the twenty-sixth at Cal Stadium, Stephen PM versus Wellington Saints. But uh, yeah, just just make sure you don't go that because it's way too expensive.
2: Uh, you don't have any,
1: uh, Ekenside Prolisters then about, uh, hiding out in the bathrooms before the game or anything to avoid the ticket? Uh, no, the actual trick is not hiding out before the bathroom. Um, in the bathroom, you, you get there really early and you pretend you work there. Um, there's no actual uniform. So that is another trick you can, you can do. If you have a bit of spare time, which I do, of course, myself, you can get there early enough and just pretend you work there. So, you know, tricks of the trade, I guess. <laughs>
2: some good stuff. Uh, One thing I wanted to get your uh, opinion on, Tom, as a uh, Bulls fan, I don't know if you saw the uh, most recent Woj bombs, Adrian Wojnarowski
0: I think it is, uh, tweeted that
2: uh, Jimmy Butler apparently is looking at his options and turning down a five-year max offer on the Bulls in order to go for a shorter contract and increase his flexibility. What do you think about that? Do you think that... um, the, the Bulls will offer him their five years, uh ninety million max deal that he can get. Do you think he will take it? Um,
1: what do you think is going to happen there? I think they'll. I think they'll be insane not to offer him that. Um, just based on how well, how good of a well-rounded player he is, and how how well he played this year without Rose for a lot of the year. Um, I wouldn't be too mad if he does that. It's pretty smart considering the new, um, the new money that's going to be in the league in a few years. And if he does a two or three year deal or. Something with a bit more flexibility, I won't be, won't be too mad at him really, to be honest. As long as he's playing for the team the next few years, I'll be happy.
2: Do you think that, is there any scenario in which he's not going to match Chicago this year? Do you think, uh, uh you know, he signs a, a contract somewhere else. Do you think that there's any scenario in the Bulls
0: don't match?
1: No, not that they don't match. I mean, if somehow he just really wanted to leave, if he was going to be playing 55 minutes per game again for Thibs, I could understand his, uh, and wanting, I don't know, just to get out of there, just so he doesn't break like Liu Dean did. But no, I'm I seeing mid back. I'm pretty confident in that. I'll be absolutely devastated if he's if he's gone.
2: Yeah, I find it interesting, uh, so early into the, uh, Hoiberg, the new dynasty. Obviously, the new coach oh, in uh, Chicago. The fact that we're hearing these rumblings so soon after Hoiberg was hired, um, you know, obviously it doesn't really bode particularly well. The players have a lot of faith in him. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa! This is all speculative. What are you trying to start here? No, that's just. Uh, I'm not in oh, the bulls' business. Stay out of the balls business. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> We're gonna be right. Some
0: great uh impartial
2: uh, um, <laughs> uh, opinion there.
1: So that's, that's good to hear. There you go. Let's, uh, hey, let's, um, let's pay it. You know, just we gotta pay pay the uh, pay bills here. So let's send it to another weather lane's episode. Appetizers in one day,
0: smiling as the shit comes down. You can tell a man from what he has.
1: Eight, everything gets turned around. I will risk liver again. again.
0: You can take me where you will
1: the creek and through the mill, I fall Bowel movements Appetizers Cheese Appetizers come to Weatherland, eat some appetizers. Check right, this is once again from um, who am I reading right? Oh, yeah, this is from the Colorado Cougar again. Um, oh, no. why, why, where is the go- the gossip last week was rubbish, and um, how come not many people are listening to the podcast anymore? I, I noticed that you might not have listened to it last week, Peter. Do you have? You're kind of on trial now. What's what's the excuse? So who's saying
2: this? Is this the Colorado Cougar, or are you the Colorado Cougar? Is, is that
1: what I'm hearing, Tom? What? No, answer the question, all right? No, I want to know who's asking this
2: question. This is
1: from texter from a Mysterious. Texta. Um, I can
2: report that I did not listen
1: to our
2: Uh I didn't feel like it was that best work. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't want. To, I don't. not want to waste my time. I have better things so for half an hour, frankly, Tom.
1: Well, at least you're honest, I guess. At least you're
2: honest. Uh, I can happily report that the uh fan favourite section of gossip of the week is back indeed. Whoa. So we we'll just have our uh, usual intro for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't do it. <laughs> and the
0: gossip of the week.
1: But it sounds like rapist of the week.
0: I didn't plan that at all. But it didn't go that well. I was I
1: thank God. I was getting really worried. You're going to announce rapists of the week, and I was I was going to have to do some severe editing of that. All right, come on. Let, let's ha- let's have it.
2: Uh, I'm happy to report there's
1: no Rapist of the week. Anymore. Thank God. <laughs>
0: so, Samura has it. The gossip of this week. ...is
2: uh, Game 4, apparently, for uh listener that we still have it on DVR, If you go to pre-game, there's a uh, section there where LeBlanc is adjusting his compression pace. And rumour has it that if you're uh, quick enough with the old pause and rewind... What, in, what is
1: rumour uh, has it? Uh,
2: sorry?
1: What in rumour has it?
2: Well, research by your own correspondent, <laughs> <laughs> We
1: got a deep analysis. You'll uh, be able to see a good amount of uh,
2: LeBron James's dog <laughs> in uh, that pregame. So, uh, what do you think? Was this on purpose? Was he wanting people to, to see a little bit of uh, LeBron Jr? What are we talking
1: about here? I want to give us some more detail for you there. <laughs> Tom, how much detail do you want? I mean, I can go all day. But,
0: uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I take this gossip teacher very <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Uh,
1: do. Uh, I don't know if I did, were are going to do such research, even if there wasn't a podcast, that was kind of my next question.
2: <laughs> you know, how I spend my free time is, uh, frankly irrelevant in this podcast, I would think. But, um, yeah, the, the gossip is LeBron, you know, maybe a relationship, speculation, <laughs> of course, but, uh, kind of wanting to advertise to the, uh, the ladies out there and, um, just
1: let them know what he's got. As, uh, as advertised, uh, the chosen one, as he calls himself.
2: I'd say King Bass is, uh, is pretty fair, yeah. He seems to have a going on, Tom. <laughs> right. Just, just a rumour, of course. all oh, gossip, speculation. <laughs> but that's what's
1: going on in the NBA this week. All right, well, thanks. And um, just, just for you listeners, there will be a very detailed drawing coming from Peter later on we'll be posting it on our Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did you know? I've, uh, I've
2: already got several to choose from, so I'm sure I'll be able to find them.
1: Yeah, you'll be going it. No, no stuff, just on Etch-a-Sketch or something like that. You'll be nailing it.
2: I've to use watercolours,
1: but um, <laughs> really? I'm sure we'll figure it out. All right, good to know. All right, well, um, where do you want to go from here? Do you want to talk about any off-season news? Do you want to uh, You want to tell about? I don't know how long we've got left. Like, uh, oh, we we've got about five minutes, but there's a lot of production that's going to be put in place. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. All right, why do we move
2: on to the K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K uh, might come of the week. Uh, I mean, always a good choice. I'm
0: going with an Australian. Oh, so, yeah. uh shouldn't we? But I'm going to go with Matthew the All
2: right, all, right. uh, all go. I'm, I'm proud. After game... Sorry, <laughs> we, uh, we were on the podcast and talking about his performance and talking about, yeah, what contract he was going to get. I said something like three years, 14 million. You were, yeah, you were, you were <laughs>
1: shocking. You were going over the top.
2: He has been nothing but useless <laughs> in the last three games. He... Is not a good spot three-point shooter, and any time he dribbles, he just looks like he's panicked and waiting for strong one, someone taller and stronger than him to just take the ball off him. He has been such a cunt, and <laughs> let them down at the worst of times. So <laughs> that's why I'm calling Matthew Delvin over
0: my cunt of the week.
1: What would you think his updated uh, contract is? Are you going to revise oh, your th- three years 13 uh, thirteen million loss?
0: Yeah, I'm going to say two
1: years, four and a half. <laughs> he lost a bit of money these last three games.
0: Yep, yep,
1: I think you might have. Done. I think he's lost quite a bit. What do you think, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's interesting the Cavs are in a situation with um, people uh, wanting Tristan Thompson to get a match contract and obviously along with Kevin Love. Um, it's quite interesting what they do there. They're in a bit of a tree situation. Yeah, you're not wrong, Tom, but
2: frankly, unless you're uh, calling one of the people a cunt, then you're uh, in the wrong
1: section, mate. <laughs> That's a good, very good point. All right, well, we'll leave it at that. Well, I'll leave it at you account. And... Uh, Yeah, I guess, uh, until next time. (laughs)